Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. Round of applause for our year sixes. Yes. Welcome, guys. We hope you have a great time. You're starting off on a bit of a, on a, you know, a thinker of a night because can everyone remember what our series has been this term? What we're talking about? Oh, gosh, you guys are, good job, guys. Does anyone remember? Literally. Literally anybody. Hey, someone remembers. So we here at Gateway, we value relevance in this place. We want to we be teaching you guys stuff that you want to know about and stuff that you're dealing with. And we know that it's hard being a teenager um, you know, in, in this sort of time. So we're, we're doing a series called Unmentionables. We're talking about all the stuff that nobody wants to talk about, but everyone wants to know about. Um, and tonight we've got an amazing guest speaker here for you. So you should be really excited. She comes with a lot of credentials. So not only is she trained in youth and counselling and is the wellbeing coordinator at Mount Erin. I know, right? Yeah, that takes some guts. She is, she is in there just doing some amazing stuff. But here's the real credentials. I'm pretty certain, and correct me if I'm wrong, B, you have been to every single Camp No Fear? Right there. Come on. Come on. Right? So Bianca has been, um, has been a, like a part of, of Gateway Church for a, a ridiculous, since she was a baby, pretty much. She's grown up in this place. She has put into the youth, she's put into Camp No Fear for years and years and years and years and years. And it's only been recently that she um, has moved on uh, to another church with, um, with our wonderful Frank Gear. And we dearly miss her and she's doing incredible stuff over there. So she, like, honestly loves you guys so much and she has come tonight because of the heart that she has for you and how much she wants you guys uh, to understand um, your, your brains and how that works and how we can cope with being teenagers in... We... <laughs> I'm 30. Uh, how you can cope with being a teenager uh, in the 20th, 21st century. Um, so can you guys give like just a ridiculously massive round of applause for Bianca Ansel? Thank you. Hello. Matt, you promised this to... Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was a bit nervous because I used to go here and... Uh, run youth, I was like, what might they do to me tonight? Because I can't tell them off anymore. So I was like, Matt, are you going to promise this microphone will go on? So how are you guys? I am so excited to be here. Can I just say, who was in that band? You guys, you did such an amazing job. I was sitting there thinking, I was so proud of you guys. I remember when Hannah and all the others were about your age doing what you're doing and look at them now, they're up in church doing it. You guys rocked. Didn't, weren't they good? At my uh, new youth group, I run the Hastings Connect youth group. We don't have a band yet, so I'm a bit jealous and I think that you've done a really good job. So as Tree said, I'm the wellbeing coordinator at Mount Erin Secondary College and there are a few of you from Mount Erin. Yeah. Mount Erin rocks despite what you hear. And why are you laughing? If you're from Bayside, they come and beat you up. Have you not heard that? Yes. No, they won't really. So I love this church. I've always loved this church. I've been here for about 30 years. 
so don't bother guessing my age. And I only recently left because I felt called to go somewhere else. But when Sinjin came and asked me about speaking to you guys about mental health, it just really excited me because it's not an easy topic, and but it's one that's really, really relevant to you guys because in teenage years and as you get older, mental health affects one in four of us. So if you look around, if there's about 80 here, there's at least 20, 25 of you dealing with mental health issues. And I'm sure that all of you know someone who is dealing with a mental health issue. So I'm talking about depression tonight, so I'll try and not make it too depressing. I know it's really hard. I was like, how the hell am I going to do this without depressing you all? But I work with teenagers all day, every day. Sometimes I crave talking to an adult, but I deal with all types of mental illness like depression, anxiety, psychosis, suicidal ideation, self-harm, post-traumatic stress syndrome, sexuality, gender issues, split personalities, multiple personalities, bipolar, the list goes on and on and on. But the main ones we're talking about tonight are depression and anxiety, but also how you can bounce back from that so it's not going to be all bad. Depression is a term that gets thrown around a lot these days. I have students coming in my office all day, every day, and they'll come in and say, oh, I'm so depressed. And I'll be like, oh, why, honey? I've got a sack next period. That's not depression. Or my mum took my phone. Or my boyfriend broke up with me. Or the Arts Academy students will come in. Yeah, there's one there. Yeah, there's another one. I stubbed my toe. I'm so depressed. And I'll be like, get over it. Out you go. No, I don't. Do I? No, I really do. (laughs) I do. No, but depression, that's not depression. That is just life. Would you agree? Life happens. We all have tests. We all have stuff happen to us. That is not depression. Who's taken a Google test looking up if you've got depression? I have. I can say I've done it. I guarantee you, if you not now, don't get on your phones, but if you go home and you take a Google test to see if you've got depression, it'll say all of you have depression. So do not take those tests because depression is not a test. Depression is when you feel sad for days, weeks, months. We all have a couple of sad days, but it's when it keeps going on and on and on. It's when you lose the ability to have fun or joy or laugh. You can generally tell the difference between someone who's just sad and someone who's got depression because you literally cannot make them laugh. It is a chemical imbalance in your brain. That's why when you, when you have a test or you're tired, you're not depressed, you're just lacking sleep. But depression is a chemical imbalance in your brain. That's why some people take medication for it and they need it and that's not a bad thing. Some people are, oh, I don't want to take medication. That's for life. It's not. Sometimes it can be for a couple of months. Sometimes it can be for a year. Now I'm going to go into my counselling thing here. If you're on medication, please take it properly and don't just take it when you feel like it or when you don't feel like it. Do what the doctors tell you. What worries me as a youth worker is depression seems to have almost become like a badge of honour. It's like, I'm depressed, everyone. Guess what? I'm depressed. It's like it's not a good thing to have. It's not cool. 
Sometimes we think we're depressed when really one of the first things I ask students when they come in and they're like, I'm really sad and I'm really depressed. Um, first question I ask is, how much do you sleep? And they'll just look at me. Oh, I got a bit late. All right, what's late? 11 o'clock. Then what do you do in bed? Oh, Facebook, Snapchat, gaming, Instagram. And you're up till 2, 3 in the morning. Then you have to get up for school at 7. So you're getting like 4, 5 hours sleep a night. Teenagers need minimum of 8 hours. Your brain needs 8 hours of sleep a night. So when you're tired, who has trouble getting up for school in the morning? I do. I work at a school. So when you're tired and your mum's screaming at you to get out of bed... And you miss breakfast. Who misses breakfast in the mornings? Yep. You miss breakfast because you're rushing to school. Your mum's cracked it because you haven't made your lunch, but it's too late. So you don't take lunch to school. Some of you don't like eating at school because I don't know why. It's embarrassing apparently to eat, something we all have to do. So you don't eat. And then you're too tired when you get home from school because you've not slept, you've not eaten to do netball or basketball or your after-school activities or catch up with friends because you're too tired and the cycle continues. Would you agree? I know some of you do this because I talk to you. When you don't eat or sleep or do exercise, it's like depleting your body of the nutrients it needs. If I don't put petrol in my car, what's going to happen? It's not going to go. It's the same as sleep, food and exercise for your body. If you're not putting that into your body, your body literally stops working. It needs it to function. That's how God made it. But sometimes we do have major life incidences like a family member will die or a friend. That means you can be depressed for a period of time. So I'm not saying, you know, that you'll never get it or, you know, you won't get over it. But sometimes something does happen. But this is when you need to know how to be resilient. And I'm going to talk about resilience in a minute because that's the part of bouncing back. Because life does throw crappy things at us. Do you agree? I had a pretty crappy one thrown at me about coming up to six years ago. A lot of you, the leaders, would know that my younger brother, Cain, died of suicide. Um, And I'm telling you, that rocked my world. My parents are pastors at this church. I was a youth leader. I was working with teenagers. I was doing everything right. And then life through crap. Am I allowed to say that? We are in Hastings. Um, We can say worse in Hastings. No, we don't. I'm not going to diss Hastings. They're not here, so I can. Um, but life will throw crap at you. And I, I'm t- I can tell you, for I reckon two, three months after that, I was probably pretty depressed. I remember I didn't want to get out of bed. There were a lot of days I didn't want to talk to anyone. There were some days I needed to talk to everyone. I watched a lot of crappy TV because that's what I felt I needed at the time. And I was really, really down. I got really angry with God because how could he do that? My parents are pastors. I was a good Christian girl in the church, work, you know, working with youth. How can that happen? 
But I remember waking up one day and, you know, shaking my fist at God because you are allowed to argue with God, you know. Don't swear at him, but you're allowed to tell him when you're angry at him. And saying to him, you know, this isn't fair, this sucks, I'm over feeling like this, it's your fault. But at the end of it, I remember thinking, I had a decision then and there. I had to choose, was I going to live life with God or without? Because neither of that was going to change what had happened. It wasn't going to change the fact that my brother had died. But I had a choice. Was I going to believe in God and continue going? Or was I going to give up on God and stay how I felt? Now, I chose God. And even though I still disagree with him about what happened, I chose to keep going on with that and to keep moving forward in my life. And I thank my church, because I was at this church at the time and my youth group, that really helped with that. And that's why I am where I am today, because otherwise I could have stayed depressed for the last six years. That would have been pretty boring. And a verse that helped me in that time was in Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So while we're in that crap, people might look at you and think, what is going on? But inwardly God is doing something and you just need to hold on and believe that because you don't know why. I don't know why my brother died. I don't know what good could come of that. But I do know since then, I work with a lot of suicidal teenagers. So whether I learnt from that to help with that, I don't know. But I had to choose to know that God was doing something good inside. Am I props somewhere? Thanks, Matt. Thank you. All right, so resiliency. So I had to have resiliency to bounce back from that really bad situation because I had a new job. That's when I started at Mount Erin. And resiliency is bouncing back. Now, when you feel crap, you can be like this ball. It's not really going to bounce, is it? That's what depression can look like. Resiliency is being able to be knocked over by my brother dying but being able to bounce back. Now the difference is the air that is inside these balls. The air that filled me up was continuing going to church, was continuing youth, was even though I really, really didn't feel like it, was, and I still sometimes don't feel like it, trying to eat properly going to boot camp sometimes, Caleb, or, or gym or basketball. It was trying to be around good friends even when I didn't feel like it because bouncing back meant that no matter what life threw at me, I can bounce over that wall. I can bounce higher and higher or I can do that. So you guys choose the air that fills up you. But sometimes you can't fill yourself up. I know when after Cain died, I struggled filling myself up. So I surrounded myself with good people because they filled me up. They supplied us with far too much food. I think I put on about 10 kilos. 
But they gave us presents, encouragement, they cleaned our house and that has been given me the ability to be able to bounce back. And when you can bounce, a tough situation will be thrown at you and you'll bounce off that wall and keep going. Or if a hurdle's in your way, you can bounce over it. That doesn't mean that you're not going to feel crap or stuff's not going to happen to you because sometimes the air does go out of this and you can't bounce quite as high. But that's when you tell those around you and they can help pump you back up so that you can bounce back. Does that make sense? Sometimes though, things are harder for you than others. So I'm trying not to be general because we're not all the same. Because sometimes people have more challenging situations than others or disabilities. That means it's really, really hard for them to bounce back. So I don't want to say we're all the same and we've all got the same stuff. When you're resilient, you can learn from challenging situations and they will actually make you stronger. You can learn how to cope in an exam or a test to be ready for the next one. Resiliency is more than just coping because we don't, you don't want to just cope through life. Do you know what that means? Just like living it. You want to be able to bounce through life, live a full life, which is what this ball looks like. I cannot tell you guys hard enough that resiliency is built on strong, positive relationships. That's why here is really, really important. I try as much as I'm not really allowed to bring Mount Erin kids into youth groups Not because, you know, it'd be great if they believed in God, but it's also I know that this is a positive environment where they're going to meet good people. So you guys are lucky. And that's why we want you to invite your friends here because we know this is a good environment for them. Do you agree? If you have negative friends or what I call draining friends, they're the ones that suck the air out of you and make you flat so you need friends that are going to fill you your youth leaders as much as they would like they cannot stop the crap that's going to hit you but they can help you bounce back from it so a few ways to turn your moods into better ones With students that um, suffer from depression or anxiety or self-harm, I often say to them, you need to almost wait the emotion out because emotions are like roller coasters. You feel down, 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 and if you wait long enough, you'll come back up. But it's normally in the down place is when we make bad decisions of how to deal with it. So a few ways to um, bring your mood up... My iPad's doing funny things. And this one's easier to say than do when you're feeling bad. But do things that you love and enjoy. If you love drawing, if you love playing music, if you love sport, make sure you're constantly doing that, even when you don't feel like it. You need to spend time with friends. You need to help someone else. Who feels good when they help someone? Yep, you need to help people. You need to talk with friends or a support person. I know that 
um, you guys often, you know, you rely on your friends because you're always on Facebook telling each other how bad you feel. But sometimes you need to go to, you know, your youth leaders or someone a bit older because they've travelled further in the journey and they can tell you what to do. You need to do activities that are going to help you relax. I relax. Let me think. I don't really relax. I'm trying to think. How, I relax by watching crappy TV. I just haven't done it for a while. So know what you need to do to relax. Some people it's music. Some people it's drawing, colouring in. When you're feeling bad, go for a walk. You need to get outside. You need to get some fresh air. Get some vitamin D. It's really good to also, who's got pictures? You probably don't anymore because it's a bit old school. They're all on your phones. But put some pictures up on your walls that make you happy. I have in my office, my office is a mess. I blame the teenagers, but really it's me. Um, Every time I go on a holiday, I make sure I buy something that's going to remind me of that holiday that I can have in my office because I hear heavy stuff all day, every day. So I want to know that I can look at things that will give me good memories. So stick them up on your mirrors at home. And you've got to remember that challenges are a normal part of life. I think sometimes we forget you are not the only one that goes through stuff. It is really normal. And remember that life is mainly good. It's what you focus on. So if you focus on the fact that you failed a test, what are you going to think about when you go into your next one? That you're going to fail the test. Don't focus on that. Things generally eventually get better. And you've got to remember, don't beat yourself up. No one is perfect, even your youth leaders. I've known a lot of them a long time. And I'm telling they're they're pretty good, but Claire Burgess is not perfect. No. <laughs> She's amazing. We all make mistakes. Don't beat yourself up. At the end of the day, if you've made a mistake, it's a mistake. If something can't be changed, like your parents divorcing or the test that you failed, or your boyfriend breaking up with you. If that can't be changed, then sometimes you just have to accept it and live with it. I can't change the fact that my brother died. I'd love to, but I had to choose to accept it and live with it. You need to not let yourself get hijacked by your feelings. Most of the time when teenagers come and talk to me, if I can change the subject in the first five minutes they've forgotten what they came in for. And I'm really good at that because sometimes I don't want to talk about your dog dying or I do, sorry, Mount Aaron kids, I do, I do. But sometimes you just need to not let your emotions get stuck in that crappy place. Am I making sense? You need to not let your feelings take charge of you. You need to control your feelings. Find a way to help yourself calm down and find the best way to deal with what you're going through. One of my favourite quotes, and this is one from my father, and I say it to a lot of my students at school. 
is that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react. I'll say it again. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react. So when you're walking down the corridor and you think someone's giving you one of these, which they do all the time, it's how you react to that. I get looked at all the time at school because I do wear really weird clothes at school, like really Larry leggings and stuff. And kids look at them all the time or comment or like tell me my hair looks better down or, you know, I should straighten it. And I could get really down, but I choose to react like, I don't care, I like it. Does that make sense? And lastly, your mental health... If, you're, if you have a mental health issue, it doesn't define who you are. You are not Bianca with depression, if I had depression. I am a child of God who might be battling depression at the moment, but depression is not who I am. I am God's daughter I am a queen in God's eyes and that's what I need to hold on to. So tonight, if you are struggling with mental illness or you have someone in your world is and you want to chat to someone about it, I am going to hang around. I know Josh and Tree, we're going to be in Rick's office after if you want to chat with someone because it is a fairly heavy topic. But let me just pray us out. Is that all right? All right. Dear Lord, I just thank you um, for places like this. Lord, I thank you that we can come into a positive environment together and that we can build each other up while we praise your name. Lord, I thank you that in any mental illness that we go through, that you are there, that you love us despite whatever it is. Lord, I thank you that you know we make mistakes, but you forgive us and love us anyway. I thank you for the youth leaders here who are here to support and grow and help all the students in this room. And I just pray that um, the words that I've spoken tonight have helped someone in the room. Amen. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.